hello. <laughs> deep breaths, deep breaths. Well, hey there, and welcome to episode one of Wild Stories Podcast. We are going to begin this episode with full transparency. We are brand new to this, and our technical skills suck. I, Lee, sound like I'm in a tin can the entire time, and there's a delay. You'll find out why if you listen on. But all issues are fixed, and we're all set to record episode two without a hitch. Who am I kidding? Anything can happen. But hey, we appreciate your support, and we love that you're going to listen on, right? Hmm. All right, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Wild Stories podcast is essentially the child of Wild Mama Tribe, which I, Lee, co-founded with Lindsay. You'll hear her story at the end, so be sure to stick around. Cassie and I actually connected through the Wild Mama Tribe. So what's Wild Stories podcast all about? Well, it's a place for all of us, you included, to share our stories. These stories can be about spirit or alien encounters, psychic premonitions, near-death experiences, you name it. If it's bizarre, it's good to go. Our tagline is outlandish and otherworldly tales. Um, We could have gone the route of being another parenting podcast, and we really wanted to avoid that. There are so many how-to podcasts, so many podcasts to kind of talk about all of that stuff. And we just wanted to be a place of having fun and give everyone a voice. Um, So just real quick, if anybody's interested in sending us the story, because we are going to run, our fuel is essentially your stories. So if you want to send them in to us, then you can email them to wildstoriespodcast.com at gmail.com or you can go to wildmamatribe.com slash podcasts for more information. <clears throat> How was that? That was great. <laughs> so shall we introduce ourselves okay, then? So, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I'm Cassie. I have, I'm a mama to two little girls. I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I'm also a psychic medium and an astrologer. Um, and that's how I met Lee with her, her um, wild mama. I'm saying I'm a lot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so nervous. <laughs> with my wild mama tribe, I am their weekly um, astrologer. Yeah. Mom yeah. astrologer. Mom <laughs> astrologer, yeah. Yes, and we love Cassie. And uh, yeah, I'm Lee. Oh, did you finish? Yeah, okay, I'm done. Sorry, I completely <laughs> cut you off there. Um, So an important thing to note is we are on two different continents. Cassie is in North America on the West Coast, and I am over the pond all the way in Ireland. So we cannot even, like, see each other and feed off of each other's body language. So I might be interrupting, you know, stuff like that. But it's pretty cool. I think it sets this podcast apart because we are in two different continents, which is pretty special. but yeah, yes. we met through Wild Mama Tribe, and it's interesting because Cassie now lives where I just moved from, <laughs> and we did not know each other at all. That's so wild. So I think it's really cool, you know, these little synchronicities and connections that happen. But um, yeah, I'm Lee. I am one of the co-founders of Wild Mama Tribe. I am a single mama, and I currently live in Ireland. I manifested a really big dream of mine, so that's pretty much who I am. Nothing, nothing special other than that. I don't have any psychic abilities, but you know, we all have a little something. So we all, as you know, yes, we all do. Yes. (laughs) So we kind of were talking about starting this as bringing in mamas and stories um, 
that mamas had about themselves and children, but we're not really limiting it to that. But that's kind of a place where we're starting because we both have realized and recognized that motherhood can be a, like a truly spiritual experience. Totally. Uh, like, how did you, did you have any experiences that came on because of being pregnant or because of motherhood that you didn't previously have connection to? Yeah, I, I mean, I've always had, you know, mediumship gifts and stuff like that. But I feel like as soon as I got pregnant with my first daughter, like everything just expanded the veil thinned so much. And then, you know, when I gave birth to her, I had a really scary near-death experience and after that it just like shifted wow. <laughs> too so motherhood um, and the experience which I can tell that story better, but yeah totally yeah and I feel like for me it's it's amazing to be around kids because they're so gosh their their energy is so mm-hmm. pure and they don't they aren't weighed down by doubts and um fear and like you know all that shit that Mm -hmm. we have and so I feel like that's why the veil is so thin for them because they they just they're born with natural faith and it isn't until the rest (laughs) of the world kind of f's it up that um you know that that the as adults the veil starts to thicken um when, when we grow up and we lose sort of the magic um, of childhood, like a newborn baby, like you always see them like staring mm-hmm. off into another world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone, everyone experiences mm-hmm. that. And, you know, they'll, they'll pick both my daughters. They would pick one corner of the room, the same corner every single time and just stare off into it. And you're like, what are you oh looking God. at? Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> and even as moms, you can, you can feel it. Like as soon as you're holding mm-hmm. your baby, like it's just this this crazy feeling to, mm-hmm. to describe, but it's like, like, you know, you're, you're just between worlds and they just came between Aww. worlds and it's That's wild. So lovely. But... Do you think it has anything to do with like, you know, when you become a mother, like your intuition is strengthened? Do you yes. think it's all connected? Yeah, totally. I, I totally think it is. I, I feel like, <laughs> I almost feel like, like for me, you know, being a mom, you, you have mm-hmm. kids for many different reasons, but it like, it brings you back to the, that core Mm -hmm. part of yourself and, and connects, reconnects you to those things. And it's just like this endless cycle that that's like, you know, going around Mm -hmm. and around, but, um, it's like primal almost. Yeah. You have to be able to sense when something Mm -hmm. isn't right. Um, and it's so hard nowadays. I feel like because there are so many parenting mm-hmm. podcasts out there. <laughs> Not us. Parenting <laughs> books, parenting shows. Your, your doctor's telling you how to parent. Your friend, your, your parents are telling you how to parent. And it's like that really disconnects us from our intuition because you're, you know, you, you have that in you. You were given that to protect your kids, to protect yourself, to keep everyone safe. Right. And um, yeah. And if you so. can't connect to yourself, then how are you going to connect to otherworldly things totally yeah that's a a big thing too is is being able to you know sitting in your Mm -hmm. own energy and and slowing down and you know well some people are born with it like some people they don't have to like do the extra work to get there obviously that's like a different different category but like I definitely think that you know hearing ourselves and being present with ourselves allows us to be open to other things beyond us yeah yeah big time you have to like be be able to know and feel what your energy is like in order to feel that 
like there's something else around you or there's something else mm-hmm. coming or that totally totally <laughs> yeah totally. Totally. <laughs> oh my goodness so yeah so Cassie has like a totally unique totally I can't stop saying that totally, totally. <laughs> she has oh, a totally unique perspective um and I think that's a really special bit to this podcast too, like other than us being on separate continents and connecting this way, but like the the perspective that you'll be able to bring in, I think is just phenomenal. Um, so this episode, basically what we were going to do is to share our own stories or story. We haven't really decided one or two stories yet. Um, and then moving forward, we'll, we'll try to weave in your stories if you guys send them in. So Cassie, do you want to tell your story first or do you want me to go? <laughs> sure. Sure. I'll okay. start. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure 100% sure which one to start so with many. because I feel like I know I have so <laughs> many, <laughs> but probably my longest one is my, the, the near-death experience that mm-hmm. I had. Um, but I want to start with one when I was okay. a kid because I feel like it's a, it's a perfect example of just how the veil is so naturally mm-hmm. thin with kids. Um, oh, I'm so excited. So I was a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little girl. I was probably about four or five, um, which is a long time ago. But this is such a vivid memory <laughs> that I have. And so it was before I was in, um, you know, kindergarten or anything like that because my mom would drop me off at a babysitter's every morning. I can't remember the babysitter's name, but I remember the whole experience. Um, And every single day she would drop me off at the babysitter's house and babysitter lived in this big um, apartment complex. And so in the center, there was like a, you know, like a grass courtyard and trees and stuff like that. And as soon as I would get there, you know, I'd eat a snack. I would run outside. There was always this old man out there and he was like the sweetest old man ever. And pretty much all day we would just like sit at the tree and we would talk about stuff. And he was like so funny and his energy was just so sweet. Um, And I, I had a, I was a really lonely child (laughs) growing up. And so it was just awesome to like have a friend, you know, and I've always connected with like older people, (laughs) I guess. Maybe I'm an old soul. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, and so every single day that that would happen. And then, um, you know, I, my mom was like, okay, you know, this is your last day at this babysitter. And I was so sad, not because I was going to miss the babysitter, but I was going to miss this old man. And, um, I was trying to tell my mom about it and that the babysitter was like, yeah, no one is out there with her. Like (gasps) I'm getting chills while I'm talking about it (laughs) because he was so real to me I saw him like a real person talk to him like a real I could like smell him he smelled like old old person alone you know (laughs) um and um I should have said this in the beginning I'm I'll I'll get better (laughs) (laughs) but he he told me his name was Joe and so I would call him you know this old Mm -hmm. man Joe and um and no one would believe me. Like, my mom wouldn't believe me. That They just said, you know, I had a very vivid imagination. But I was, like, so upset. Because, well, you know, I could never see him no. again. <laughs> um, and I honestly didn't see him again after that. But um, a few years later, I found out that I had a great-grandpa. <gasps> and his name Aww. was Joe. Um, and I saw pictures of him and it was that the exact same man that I, that I hung out with from a tree. (laughs) 
And it's interesting, too, because, um, you know, when I was a teenager and I was interested in family history and I finally, like, found out who this old man was that I was seeing, um, an aunt actually said that shortly after he died, she saw him um, standing in her room, too. So I wasn't the only one. That's a powerful (laughs) spirit, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, totally. And I just thought it was – it's crazy because, you know, when I see spirits now as an adult – I rarely see them very clear Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I I don't know why. Probably because I have that little seed of doubt Mm -hmm. still, just being a Mm grown-up, you know? Mm -hmm. When as kids, we don't have that. We don't have that little seed of doubt. It's like we see a person, oh, hey, like we don't think, is this person alive or dead? There's no – and and we're always in that sort of that state. It is what it is. The otherworldly state, Mm -hmm. yeah. And so – it's just crazy to think about how he was like, he was there like in the flesh. Like I saw him like, you know, like shows like the ghost whisperer, like, <laughs> like how they're actual people. That's exactly how I saw him. Wow. Um, yeah. So that, that's my first little story. Like the youngest that I can remember. That's incredible. And then I've seen him on and off, you yeah. know, throughout, <laughs> throughout my life. But <laughs> my mouth was open while you were, when you said <laughs> that it was your grandfather. Oh my gosh. I know. So How old were crazy. you again? I mean, I was probably like four or five. Four or five. And uh, yeah, a lot of my childhood is um, like bits and pieces, but I remember mm-hmm. all the spirit encounters. And I feel like four is, is like, you know, now <laughs> I'm starting to notice that in my daughter being four um, mm-hmm. because they see it, but they can also verbalize it and explain right. what they're seeing and stuff. Right. So. And I bet at that age, yeah. it's a lot of, in a lot of situations, it's when that ability is either strengthened or broken because of the external influence. People saying, no, that's just totally. imaginary or whatever. Yeah. 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 So you, you held on to it somehow, even though you weren't believed, which is really impressive. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I, I did spend a majority chunk of my life, you know, not believing mm-hmm. in it. And then it wasn't until, you know, after I had my first daughter that I was like, okay, this is real, you know, (laughs) like, I can't really shut this out any longer. Well, you were validated when, you know, it wasn't just the stranger spirit, like you were validated when you saw the picture and only you can know that, but that must have given you something, I mean, to believe it. Totally. Yeah. It's really special. What a special experience to know that they're there. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. (laughs) So not not such a scary experience. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. I, I feel like, Honestly, I haven't had many scary. I've had like creepy, mm-hmm. but nothing that's like scary. Okay. Um, yeah, but kind of just like or or shocking, yeah. you know, where you like wake up and you're like, oh my god, uh-huh. like I've had, <laughs> like oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I definitely have like this this um, thing filtering my connection because I'm so afraid. And I've had people tell me that before. Like if I stop being so mm-hmm. afraid, I probably could tap into something much stronger than I know yeah. because I'm petrified yeah. and the spirits know that right. like they know I'm afraid and it's interesting too because this is just my personal opinion but I feel like a lot of the, the fear mm-hmm. that we feel is just a, our body it's a physical response because the spirit world it moves faster it vibrates higher mm-hmm. and so when the veil thins our vibe is is raising and that can cause you know rapid heart rate mm-hmm. um sweating, you know, that just nervous feeling in your body. And a lot of people associate that feeling with 
fear because it's like a physical, usually the physical sensation will come first when a spirit comes in yeah. and then the emotional, oh crap, will will come in next. Um, and so I feel like a lot of it is paying attention to how your body feels when you feel something around you. Oh goodness. Um, yeah. So as you were just saying that, like about the physical manifestation of the feeling, yeah. like my arms and my back, like the goosebumps raised up them. Yeah. Like that yeah. means something to me. I don't know what, but it means yeah. something. <laughs> That's usually like a yes. Yeah. Like a confirmation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, my yeah. stories are definitely um I don't know, not frightening, but like um they make they leave me feeling uneasy a bit. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. and I have many like you, but one that stands out to me, um, and actually I'm taking us all back to Sedona, Arizona, which is very near where Cassie <laughs> lives. And to set the scene, I lived in this tiny little pink cottage on the creek there. Um, and it was one of the very few buildings on the historical registry, which if you know the West Coast, as you know, there's not much old stuff there. Like it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. mostly newer things. So it was pretty special right. to be on the historic registry. Um, but it was a two bedroom cottage and the bedroom my daughter slept in, it gave me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know why, but I couldn't go in that room. And I, I for some reason, I let her sleep in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know, when I, in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, because she started to notice things in the room, which I thought was very bizarre. And this was kind of how it all snowballed. So she would cry and I'd pick her up and she'd be like, retreating from a certain part of the room into my body like trying to hide from it and she'd point to like an upper corner of the room and she just was turning one and she would say vulture vulture scary and she would point up into the corner and like try to hide so I was like that's creepy (laughs) so eventually (laughs) she started sleeping in my room but um Mm -hmm. I at one point in the middle of the night it was like two or three in the morning this is when it always happens for me you could probably comment more yeah. on that after I finish the story, but like two or three <laughs> in the morning, I felt something like a very small, clammy, cold hand smack the side of my cheek. And oh. I was like, uh, my eyes obviously like opened as quickly as possible. And I was like, I couldn't even make two cents of it. Um, and I sat up and I heard little children laughing. At two or three oh. in the morning, pitch black, <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, you know, my rational mind is like, maybe it's my daughter, maybe it's my daughter. So I look on the monitor, no, she's right. sound asleep on the video monitor. Mm. Wasn't her, and it sounded like children who were like five, maybe she was only one at the mm-hmm. time. So I was like, okay, I'll try to go back to bed, <laughs> please don't hurt me. <laughs> and then <laughs> I think it was within this week, I was sitting um, on the piano bench, and Next to the piano, there's a doorway that leads to the bedrooms. And opposite the room, so basically behind the piano, if this makes any sense, there's a huge mirror. So I'm sitting with my back to the piano, like leaning on it, and I'm sitting on the piano bench looking at the mirror. And in the mirror, I could see the doorway to the rooms. And on the ground, I saw something white, kind of foggy, Uh crawling, Uh crawling around the corner (laughs) to me on the bench. Wow. <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I moved out of the house shortly thereafter, not because of that, but it just yeah. happened that way. And I haven't had an experience 
like that. I've had other ones, but not with that, like, whatever wow. that was. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> did it have, like, a shape or, like, it was like, a white... like, did it look like a baby crawling? It was or... bigger. It was, like, it would have okay. been, like, my daughter, she's six now. It kind of looked like her size. Um, and that's, oh again, I saw something here, which I'll probably tell that another time or maybe now. I don't know. But some a child that's, like, her size. Okay. But this was white and wispy and foggy and mm -hmm. like, it was hard to explain. It looked like a cloud almost and it was on the ground, but in the right. shape of a small child crawling toward me, which to me, that position seems very creepy, but, oh, but it was white, like so. every scary movie, like something crawling <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> like on your bed. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But so I think, I, I think maybe that like there's this child spirit around me and it, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know, but it's interesting because when you did the reading for me, you mm -hmm. said that for some reason, young, and you had no idea about any of this because we hadn't even talked yet. You, yeah. You said no. that a lot of young spirits like connect to me or something. And I was a teacher and like all that oh stuff. Oh my gosh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's all related, wow. but like my, my career has been working with children and like. It's always yes. been the thing. No, I think I remember. Yeah, I don't remember like a whole lot I say like during a reading. Yeah. But I do remember like getting this image in my mind of you like sitting down and there were just like all these little spirit <laughs> kids around you. Like, and, and they just like follow you around. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. So hi, little children. I come in peace. Yes. <laughs> I, I love you all. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't want to like, I want to support it you know for whatever reason they're coming I know here, but. it's so funny like when I get if when I get visited by children which I've been getting a visitation from a little uh -huh. girl I've seen her I mean even just the last couple of weeks I've seen her almost every <gasps> day just as I'm I'm waking up and I I wake up at about four so it's pitch black uh -huh. and she's always just kneeling right by my bed and she has short hair and she's just sitting there and it'll take me a second. I like blink and, you know, rub my eyes and then she'll kind of slowly disappear. It's still cutting out. Mm -hmm. Beep, beep. Who got the keys to the Jeep? Mm, no, that's cheesy. Um, anyway, uh, interruption time to tell you that right about now is when the second set of technical difficulties began and I could barely hear Cassie um, on my end. She was cutting in and out. So Yep, just bear with us. We did our best from here on out. Thank you for sticking around. There's probably spirits. Oh, no. <laughs> spirits, let her talk. Help her communicate. Oh, it's so funny. This, like, technical stuff will happen a lot when I'm um, giving readings. Oh, and stuff. no. Like, on the phone uh -huh. um, and in Skype. It's That's really funny. But, well, crap. Yeah, it's still happening. Okay. Shooby doobs. Hmm. Dang it. It's happening a lot now. Oh, God, stop. You're freaking <laughs> me. <laughs> Put the phone down. I'm so sweaty. You're sweaty? <laughs> yes. Uh, because of the ghosts or because of, like, the nerves of this? <laughs> I don't, no, like, both. I, I Now I'm, like, freaked out that there's a bunch of spirits around me, and that's why Maybe it's not Maybe it's a little girl, because it got really bad when you started talking about her. Oh, God, that's so... <laughs> It's getting really bad. It's like echoing and stuff. <laughs> oh, no. That is so weird. Oh, my God. Wow. She's joined us in the conversation, folks. Yes, she's here. <laughs> it's like as soon as you weird. try to talk about her, it cuts you out. 
That's so weird. Maybe she doesn't want me talking about her. Okay, I won't right now. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she's like, stop talking about me. I know. (laughs) All right, well, that's a great way to start. (laughs) Success is on the horizon. Yes. The first part was really good. (laughs) All right, so we have had some spirit interception and are losing Cassie here a bit. So what we're going to do is... (laughs) After we say our goodbyes, we are going to actually play a recording that Lindsay has sent us. Lindsay is another one of the Wild Mamas, and she sent in her story all about um, some spirit encounters with her her kids. So it's pretty special, and we're going to end it with that. Um, but real quick, if you want to send your stories into us, email them to wildstoriespodcast at gmail.com, and there's more information on the website wildmamatribe.com slash podcasts and then tune in each week on Thursdays when we'll we'll be posting our new episodes to see when your outlandish or otherworldly tale will be featured. (laughs) You ready, Cassie? Stay open. Stay wild. And stay outlandish. Bye. So we live in a really old house. I guess it's about over 90 years old. And when we first moved in, I didn't feel like any bad or heavy or negative energy. Um, We lived in a house before where I definitely felt that. Um, I didn't really feel anything when we moved into the house. However, after we were there for a few months, I would be sitting on like the couch downstairs and I would see this like quick black flash Um, upstairs in the staircase like from the corner of my eye and I told my husband about it and he you know kind of blew it off Um, and I would see it all the time Um, and then one day of course he was sitting on the couch and he's like oh my god what what's the matter he's like I just saw the black flash so we live right next door to a church and we were always told that um pastor the minister lived in our house so I kind of always chalked it up as you know maybe that's what we were seeing Um, but nothing really else we experienced until my son was born Um, one night it was just me and him home he was a baby like maybe five months old and I was walking I used to give him a bath and then take him into our bedroom to you know kind of lotion him up and dress him or whatever and I'd have to walk past his room in order um, to get to our room. And I remember seeing this bright white orb from the corner of my eye. And again, once I turned to look at it, it was gone. So that was my son's room. Um, once our daughter, middle daughter, came along, um, we transitioned our son into another room and we moved her into uh, after she slept with us until she was like six months old um, we transitioned her into the other room because it was closest to our bedroom and she was our second child Um, my pregnancy was way way different I had um, lots of trouble um, getting pregnant and then once I did get pregnant with her um, she was tough and when she was born, she was just so different from my son. She was, my son was so easygoing and she was just really, really tough. Um, and one of the reasons I think she was so tough and why I struggled so much was because my son slept through the night 
um, from six weeks on. And she didn't sleep through the, through the night till she was about two. Um, so a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of just, it was a fight always to go to sleep. Like I hated bedtime. But one of the things that was really strange is when we transitioned her into the crib, she would wake up like really violently and, um, like hit the side of the crib and she would always be screaming no. Um, and I, from the get go said to my husband, I think there's something in that room that's like, that bothers her, that wakes her up because it's like constant and she always, always wakes up screaming. And of course, you know, he blew it off, didn't, didn't believe me. Um, but I was just kind of, kind of sure about that. So anyway, um, this would go on for a really long time. And one night she was really, really sick. She had like a fever and, you know, tossing and turning, screaming, just wouldn't go to sleep. I was exhausted. Um, And it went on for like two nights that she just wasn't feeling good. And the second night I must have been so exhausted that normally, you know, I'm such a light sleeper, but I was like so exhausted. I actually slept through her screaming and crying and was not like me at all. However, I was woken up by someone. My foot was like hanging out of the cover, like in all horror (laughs) movies. Um, My foot was hanging out of the cover and it was like someone made the peace sign with their fingers and then like anchored it onto my big toe and lifted my foot up by my big toe and then dropped it like, you know, pulled it all the way up and then just dropped it. So my foot fell on the bed and I like woke up immediately. However, I was like expecting my son who was like about three to be standing at the foot of my bed. And I woke up and absolutely nobody was there. However, Gracie was like screaming, crying, like out of her mind. So it took me a minute to like process who the hell did that. Um, I was really, really freaked out. Um, but of course I went and got her and again, she had her fever again. She was just like out of her mind, like just beyond, um, you know, had obviously been crying for a while. And I said, I had like a little rocking chair in her room and I remember sitting there like rocking her to sleep, but I was like, I was still in shock that someone woke me up to obviously alert me like wanted me to get up to to help her um so of course it went from being really freaked out to like this feeling of like uh, I don't know like calm like oh man like somebody somebody helped me here to to help my baby um and it was almost like a a comforting feeling for me so yeah that um that's my story with that. Um, the interesting thing is, like I mentioned, I had a really, really hard time, um, getting pregnant after my son. I had two miscarriages and with Gracie, our second daughter, who I'm talking about, um, the doctors told me that she was not going to make it, that, you know, I was going to miscarry again. But before this, when I had all this trouble, I mean, like my whole life was dedicated to getting pregnant again. I tried everything. Like, I mean, I, you know, just wanted someone to tell me I was, I was going to have another baby. So I ended up bringing a psychic to our house 
and she told me, uh, first she said, there's, there's a maternal energy in here. What, what do you see in this house? What goes on? And I had told her about the black flash and I had told her about the white orb because this was before our daughter was born. Um, and she said, you know, there's a maternal, a maternal energy here and it's something here that is, is here to protect you and to look out for you and it's comforting and there's, there's nothing for you to be afraid of. Um, so of course, after hearing that, I did feel a lot safer and, and much better about the situation. And then when this happened with Grace, um, it was almost like light bulb moment, like, holy crap, this is, this is safe. This is something here that is, um, here to protect us and to watch out for us. Um, so yeah, after Gracie grew up, once we had our third daughter and we were transitioning her to the crib, uh, we had Gracie sleep with my son in a bed just to kind of test it out before we moved her into a bed. So she would sleep in his room and there was many nights that I would sleep in his room and I definitely just felt like something was there. Um, and Gracie, who was, I guess, about almost two at the time that we did this, um, again, used to wake up like it almost was like she was having these nightmares. Um, and you know, she wouldn't really say what was wrong when I would, when she would wake up in the middle of the night, but the next day she would always talk about this girl that would try to tickle her and she did not want to be tickled. And of course, totally freaked me out, totally made me link the two that maybe it was a girl that, you know, would wake her up when she was like six months old that would tickle her. And it was her maybe screaming no, that she didn't want to be tickled. Um, So of course, I would try to get her to describe the girl. She would always describe her with brown hair and a dress and pigtails with braids. And she used to say that this girl, she would always see this girl watching her brother sleep when she slept in Dylan's room. She would be under the bed and that she would watch Dylan sleep. Dylan, my son, never has ever mentioned anything of seeing anyone Um, Stella, our youngest, has not ever mentioned anything, has not had any episodes. I'm actually sitting in my car right now recording this because I don't want to record it at home if any, anyone or anything, um, hears me. But, uh, Gracie is definitely very, um, like an old soul. She definitely feels a lot and, um, she has not mentioned it since. I don't bring it up because my son is afraid of every little thing. Um, and he doesn't sleep. He gets afraid to go upstairs on his own. Like if he sees a a clip of like a horror movie or something on, uh, you know, TV, a preview for a movie or something. So I don't bring it up because I don't want to scare anybody. Um, and she has not talked about it at all anymore. Um, but yeah, that is my, my story. And, um, Again, it's it's like I have conflicting feelings. Um, I feel very safe, but at the same time, um, it it does freak me out a little bit. <laughs> I hope um, I hope you were able to get through that and it didn't frighten you too much. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.